Good morning. All right, I have a, a testimony. I've been praying for my family's salvation for many years. It's been 16 years. Sometimes it'll get discouraging because there seemed to be no movement. Everybody has still been just as off the chain as they've always been. Anyway, one of my prayers has been, Lord, I don't care how you do it, but don't let one of my family members perish and go to hell even if they accept your son at their last millisecond on earth. One day, about three years ago, Lisa came up to me and told me that the Lord heard my prayer for my family and was honoring it, but they still have a choice. She repeated my prayer verbatim, verbatim. I hadn't told a soul that prayer, so I knew it was the Lord. That greatly encouraged me, and I continued to pray for their salvation. Over the last year, me and two other women have been coming together praying about everything. The last few weeks, we specifically prayed for my family and prayed for one of my uncles by name. Lisa had given a prophecy saying that there would be unexpected deaths in our families. I didn't want any parts of that prophecy, but I heeded it and prayed. So we'll fast forward to October 10, 2020. My uncle was brutally murdered. It sent shockwaves through me and my family, and it was totally unexpected. I was disturbed because I was unsure if my uncle was saved. I didn't ask the Lord because I knew I couldn't handle the truth if he'd gone to hell. One morning, about three days after he was killed, the Lord woke me up to spend time with him. After I prayed for a little while, he began to speak. He said, your uncle is here with me. He didn't get a great reward, but he's here. Now you'd think that I'd rejoice at that moment. Instead, I asked the Lord to confirm his word. I wanted to make sure I wasn't hearing the voice of my own desires. So we headed to Detroit for the funeral. The first night we arrived, my daughter had a dream about my uncle. Basically, the Lord showed her him as if he was still alive. That was confirmation number one. Then the day of the funeral arrived. After the service, we went to the repast, and people were allowed an opportunity to get up and share sentiments about my uncle. A man that I didn't know got up. He's a man my my uncle had grown up with that is now a pastor. He had flown all the way from San Antonio, Texas. He proceeded to talk about a surprise call he'd gotten from my uncle two weeks prior. My uncle had told him that he had rededicated his life to Jesus. That was my second confirmation. I knew that the Lord had sent that man for me to know for sure where my uncle was. Nobody else besides me, my husband, and my cousin, who is a believer, really understood the magnitude of what that man said. For me, that meant everything. So I said all of this to say, that we cannot grow weary and well-doing. We can't grow weary in praying for our loved ones, friends, neighbors, and acquaintances. The Lord needs our prayers. I have no doubt in my mind that my prayers laid the groundwork to get my uncle in. He is in heaven because I wouldn't let up. Lisa said that to me the day after he died. All she said was, it was your prayers you have to trust. I now have the full revelation of what that meant. The Lord is faithful and merciful. 
My uncle was not a saint, but the prayers of the righteous avail much. My faith and hope is greatly encouraged, and I hope that this testimony serves as an encouragement to you guys to never give up. I mean, how many know that's powerful? So I'll just have one more, and then I, so I just want to encourage you when you're, for the importance of us getting back and continuing to pray for your children, your relatives, because he can't bypass their will, but what he'll do is he'll store up your prayers, and he'll just wait for a particular moment. You're concerned about their getting, see, let me tell you something, he'll let them go more raggedy into a lifestyle and, and trouble, and, and that messes with your brain. But you got to keep on praying, and then, you know, I mean, how would she ever know the man is murdered? You know what I'm saying? And then the Lord gives her a dream. The Lord speaks to her, then confirms it with a dream from the daughter. The reason why he was living in the dream is because um, if he had went to hell, he would not be shown as living in the dream. I mean, because he's dead. He would be dead. Two different types of death, natural and spiritual. So that was another confirmation that he is living forevermore. <laughs> and then the third one, where the man drives from Texas and say, he called me two weeks ago and said he had rededicated his life to Christ. See, because the Lord knew he was going to die. So he did put the pressure on. So some of the relatives may not get rewards, but you know what, though? The men that were in the lowest part of heaven when Rick Joyner went up there, they said, don't get it twisted. We lost our reward, they said, but it is still greater. They said, one, they said, a moment I said it wrong this morning. They said a moment in the lowest spot in heaven is greater than a thousand years on the greatest spot on earth. So extreme that place is. We just need you to get there. We're going to be there forever so we can work that out later. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So lastly, I just want to encourage you. You know, we're going into this last week of prayer. And I want to thank you all for just staying after and it being warm. But that's all right. Some of y'all y'all was you did the same thing at the beach. You know, and so uh, you can wash clothes and send them to the dry cleaners. <laughs> so I, uh, um, I'm going to have your son come up. And I uh, just want to share, want him to share something with you all that he experienced. You know, uh, Joe and I are trying to figure out why we're so short and keep, you know. So he, um, this thing with the President of the United States and everything that's going on is more real than you were imagined. Uh, I know that sometimes people don't like for me to share and they get on my, I get on their nerves saying it. And I'm going to say it again. I'm just going to encourage you to pray. Our fast starts tomorrow at 6 p.m. And I'll just mention that right before we close after this. But I need you to take a week. If you don't believe in either one, just pray in the spirit. But I'm telling you, I gave them an example Wednesday is that if you are a Christian who works for a cigarette company, it doesn't mean that you are evil. It means you work for a company that is. It means that you might be a Christian, but you represent something that's evil. Understand what I'm saying? And so in the same way, you can have a man like Biden who may not be an evil man, but he represents an evil system that has now become corrupt. And then you can have a man like Donald Trump who, you know, some of the stuff that he does is questionable, but his actions are representing what heaven would do if they switch places with him. So Holy Ghost said something to me in an audible voice when I read this. Franklin Graham, which you know is Billy Graham's son, he put this up. He said, more promises kept. President Donald Trump told the American people, which I heard him say that, 
four years ago, that he would hold big pharmaceutical companies accountable for their role in creating our nation's opioid crisis. And he has. Today, Purdue Pharma, the maker of OxyContin, agreed to plead guilty to federal criminal charges. They will pay more than $8 billion in fines and will now close the company. Thank you, President Trump. And when I read that, the Holy Ghost said, that's why Satan is trying to kill that man. He might be a questionable man, especially after that first debate. Okay, I understand all of that, but y'all, there's much grace given to that man because most of you can't be cut off in traffic without sticking your middle finger up. Or my favorite ones is, why are you chasing them down East-West Connector? This is not cops and robbers time, you know what I'm saying? Now imagine if 50 million people, there's something the Holy Ghost told me. He said, if it wasn't for our protective shield, the president would already be dead. Because no man can withstand that level of attack in the spiritual realm and live unless he is protected by us. And most people in the planet are very ignorant concerning these things and they don't know what's going on behind the scene. Again, I'm just, I'm just giving you an example because some of y'all are still too racial. Nothing wrong with being racial. Nothing wrong with taking pride in who you are as an individual, whether you black, whether you white, whether you Vietnamese, whether you Congolese. You know what I'm saying? Nothing wrong with that. Celebrating other cultures and their food, all that. But, but, but I had to do this to an individual here recently, and it shocked him. I said, um, I said, uh, I said I'm, I, and I kind of like fibbed. I exaggerated. I just lied. Okay, so, so <laughs> what I did was, <laughs> what I did was, I created a list of all of these things. I was just playing, to be honest with you. Okay, I, I created a list of all of these things. I said, now, I said, here are 15 things. I said, I said, now these are 15 things, and these are the 15 things that are really, really important that President Obama was trying to do. He said, man, that is off the chain. He said, do you realize what will be going on? I said, hmm. I said the problem is put Donald Trump's name there. He's like, what? I said, yeah, remove the man and look at the change, and you are no longer angry. But they're keeping you focused on the man. And it's not them. It's him. And his name is Lucifer. And the Holy Spirit explains to me something very, very important. He said, no one knows what the spiritual realm is. And what you see going on is an overflow of a war that you cannot see going on behind the scenes. Because when you look again, remove Donald Trump and look at the decisions, why do all of these decisions line up with the Bible? From the protection of Israel to the protection of the church to defunding Planned Parenthood, national and international? To the stuff that he, the Bible talks about when it comes to what the social stuff, the Bible talks about social stuff. Okay, so, so all of the things that he's done for the black community, all of the things that he's done for the Hispanic community, all the things he's done for the white community, and all the things that he's done for the Asian community. When you actually look at the things that he has done, there becomes an issue because you're like, Ugh, what he did or who he is, but you don't know who he is. So I'm going to show you something that he experienced to let you know that this is different than you just don't like a particular candidate. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to let him share. You might want to tell them what you do and, and how you Michael Jordan's other cousin and all that type of stuff. Um, all right. So basically, I go to 
Gulf Coast State in uh, Florida. I was going there for basketball, full scholarship. Uh, it's Division One, so uh, I kind of worked like extremely hard to get there before I got in there. So um, basically, I had bought books about uh, the presidency, Donald Trump, um, just like biblical books, like how they relate to him. I brought signs, flags, and uh, T-shirts and everything. And basically, um, I came home one day from practice, and uh, it was gone, everything. Like, but they went, somebody broke into my room. There were females, too, who were, like, all gay. The whole girl basketball team was gay. So uh, they took my stuff, and, you know, I knew exactly who did it. But they had walked past, like, my wallet, my shoes, like, everything expensive. But they took everything that was uh, politically related to Donald Trump. And... Um, I told the coach, basically, like, you know, like, they broke into my room and uh, they stole this stuff. So, you know, I told, and um, a day later I was uh, called a snitch, uh, there's different names, uh, a cracker, a black kid who wants to be white. Um, there's no reason why I should be uh, supporting someone like Donald Trump. So, you know, I told them, basically, from a, a biblical perspective, why I support him. And uh, it was practice. I had, like, a practice the day after. Uh, I stayed late. I was walking home by myself, and uh, the girls' team kind of came at me and attacked me, spit on me, uh, punched me in the face, they grabbed me, uh, basically tried to destroy everything that I had that was, you know, politically related. So, uh, you know, the cops came, and um, I, I told them, like, this is all over, like, a president. Like, I'm a nice guy. I got a 4.1 GPA. I'm here for basketball. Like, when I'm not playing basketball, I'm trying to help others be better, like, you know, something just like trying to motivate people. So uh, when that happened, I was kind of off guard. And uh, I thought my coaches would take my side from, you know, like my perspective and that they would respect the fact that I, you know, support, I have different like viewpoints. So I was called into a meeting and um, by the dean and I'm on the dean's list. So the first thing she addressed me was, uh, are you a Trumpster? So I kind of knew it was, it was over at that point. So, you know, I, I had said, yeah, you know, I support it from a biblical standpoint. And um, the coach, he said, look, like, you're a great guy, but can't be here no more. So I'm like, really? Like, you know, I go hard in practice, first to class, uh, first in practice, last to leave. And uh, this was a week before we was going on, like, a tour with, like, NBA scouts, overseas scouts, high major coaches. So uh, it kind of hit me. So I'm like, you know, I'm pressing charges. I'm trying to sue. I'm suing the school. I was just angry. But um, when that happened, I had prayed. You know, I, I asked for forgiveness. If I would have handled the situation, like, I don't know if I handled it the right way. You know, I kind of, like, felt bad. Like, like, maybe I am a snitch. Like, maybe I shouldn't have told. Maybe I should have just, you know. But um, it was bad. Before that, like, all the books that I bought, I had to take off the cover so, like, they wouldn't see the president's face. I had to read outside so people wouldn't get, like, you know, like offended. I, just, I don't know. It was just weird. So um, when that happened, uh, the cops came up to me and I told them, look, like, I'm probably not going to be here. Like, I already know how this is, you know, how it works. But it was crazy because the cops, like, they all supported Donald Trump. So they kind of backed me up. So they was like, you know, like, we'll, we'll help you. We'll tell the coaches and whatnot. But I was like, you know, I think it's too late. Like, they already said I'm off the team. So um, a day later, I told my dad, you know, I wanted him to come pick me up because I didn't feel comfortable. Like, the whole girls team was gay. So, and they think, you know, Donald Trump hates gay people. That's, that's how they think. So, just because I support him, they think, you know, I'm a homophobic. And that's, it's not even like that. Like, I have gay family members. So, it was, I don't know. So, um, basically, the cop came up to me and was like, look, 
I'm going to take your side. The girl doesn't want to, they tried to lie and said, you know, like, I threatened them. I made them feel uncomfortable. So uh, he asked if I wanted to press charges for assault, uh, a battery assault, theft. And um, she did spit in my face. Like, I think it was two of them, actually. So um, the night I had prayed, I, I, you know, I was angry. But, like, when it was time to make the decision to sign, I just felt at peace. And I was like, look, like, I'm not going to, you know, like, that's not her. I told the cop, I was like, that's a spirit. That's not her. I was like, you know, don't, don't kick her out to school. I was like, I'll go. Exactly what I said. So um, I'm kind of like I'm in a position right now where I'm still on scholarship, full scholarship. I'm still at the uh, uh, school, but I just can't do what I love, which is playing basketball. So I'm in a situation where I have to transfer. I've been talking to different schools, but it's, it's, it's rough because I was about to go on like a tour with NBA scouts, like overseas scouts and agents and stuff like that. Like my team is in Alabama right now as we play, like as we as I speak. But I, you know, I told I think everything happens for a reason. I didn't want to, you know, I don't know. I, I it just leaves me out of words because I'm literally off a team for a, a president, just because like who I support. So yeah, you just stay here for a second. So there there are millions of situations going on like this around the world. I mean, I'm sorry, around the United States. Now, I want you to think about this. This boy is a star basketball player. Doesn't matter. 4.1. Doesn't matter. On the dean's list. Doesn't matter. Forgave them. Doesn't matter. You are a Trumpster, so you got to go. That's what this nation is coming to. And I know some of y'all don't going to like this, but it's Satan using the Democrats. I'm not saying the Republicans are all squeaky clean and all of that. They don't do this type of stuff. Watch CNN after anything and then watch Fox News. With Fox News, they have Democratic um, analysts on there that disagree with them, but you can't tell because they're so respectful to one another. You would think that they were Republican. They're not. They're Democrat. But it's an atmosphere of I don't have to hate you because you disagree with me. But this other side, and I know people who stopped being my friends. I, don't, I, didn't, I, I didn't do this for you to be my friend. I got a family. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. And with Jesus is my friend. And, but people just don't want to hear it. It's like you're a man of God if you just prophesy the money. But if we tell you, yeah, we've been praying for about 80 hours and we were in the spiritual realm and this is what an angel told us. That there is a spirit on that entire party where they're for women's rights until the woman disagrees with them. Therefore, black lives matter until that black person does not go with their agenda. If you're for black lives, you're for black lives, even if they disagree with you. No, you're only for liberal black lives. A whole basketball team is homosexual or lesbian. Except for one entire team. That in and of itself is a problem. The whole team. See? So, again, everything is just going down to the tube, going down to the tube, and there's some very scary things that are on the horizon because the Lord will let stuff like this happen to him and others. And he'll let it happen, and then he'll let it happen, and he'll let it happen, and he'll tell the angel, swing the sword and scare everybody. 
Because David Corson said, he said, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if the Lord is just telling us possibilities. He said, after election, he said, I saw something. And he said, all shipping came to a halt. And everybody was just standing in the United States in shock. And the Lord will only let it. He'll let, he'll let it happen to him long enough for him to get a reward. But then they get to a certain point, And what I'm going to do is I'm going to destroy you and then bless him with what he already wanted. Since he was able to do the right thing. I just, we're going to pray for him. And I just want to publicly commend you. Because I'm, I'm going to just, yeah, let's go, let's go ahead and stand here. Guys. Because this is the type of man that the body of Christ was supposed to raise. Because I'm just being honest with you. I'm full of the Holy Ghost and I live right. That story would be different if it was me. First of all, it wouldn't have been a 4.1. <laughs> Second of all, it would have been some shooting involved. <laughs> That's just, see, now, can't you see how this is a problem? I've been telling them from the beginning. When the witches and the warlocks and the homosexuals and the lesbians and all of them got together and said about three and a half years ago, we want everybody to join us as we draft this curse to place on the president of the United States. And these dumb, ignorant preachers didn't get it because Jesus said Satan will never fight against himself. So all of those that represent Satan are fighting against him. I did not say the man was perfect and I didn't say the man doesn't say stuff like sleepy Joe Biden. I wish he would quit doing stuff like that. Sending us means of, of Joe Biden falling asleep on the job and all that type of stuff. Stop doing that, Mr. President. OK, but we all do something that's stupid. You know what I'm saying? We're all trying to get our character better, and that's with nobody attacking us. But let me tell y'all something, okay? Let me tell you something. When we went and met with Donald Trump and his team about three or four weeks ago, I sat there, and we sat off to the side. We could have sat, you know, to the front at the stage. But I sat off to the side on purpose. I sat off to the side. President Trump and other people there, Ben Carson was there, others, people with testimonies and stuff. Donald Trump is speaking. I'm looking at the media from wall to wall in the back, and I lifted my phone up, and I watched everything that he said, them posted on social media differently than the way that he said it. I watched that live. That is unreal. That's what that man is under. He's under the attack from the dark side because anybody who is going to protect Israel will be an attack from the dark side. Anybody who attacks the church is going to be under attack from the dark side. Anybody that tries to stop abortion is going to be under double attack from the dark side because the dark side needs the innocent blood of children in order to thrive. So when the man said, we're going to stop killing babies, of course Satan will come after him. And when he come after him, we can't kill him. So what we'll do is we'll start working on the minds of all of those that's not connected to God or ignorant. And we'll get them to create this narrative that the man is a part of the KKK. Even though when they interviewed him the first time, he said, I denounced them when I was five. When he made the statement, stand down and stand by. See, he a racist. But you didn't know that the Proud Boys is not a racist organization. On top of the fact, why would a racist president put the KKK in the category of a terrorist organization where now it's a federal crime? Why would a racist president come up with the idea of making Juneteenth a national holiday from now on? Why would a president that's racist come up with the idea of pouring $500 billion into the black community 
after they poured $8 billion in already and we know folk that got the money. Why would a racist president meet with HCBUs and say, why do y'all keep asking for money? Uh, because the previous administration kept making us come back like slaves. Oh, he said, fine, I'll just increase it by $100 million a year and it's permanent for 10 years. So even when I'm out of office, you still get it. I can keep on going for days. Including the prison reform. Is he perfect? No. Is Donald Trump making the decisions? Absolutely not. He's a vessel that the Lord is working through. And the vessel is imperfect. And the vessel is crazy. And the vessel has strange air. Not air, hair. And the vessel will talk about you and your mama and call you Pocahontas and Sleepy Biden and everything and Crooked Hillary. And he'll call you out your name. But God can use the vessel for one reason. For some reason, the man wants to establish righteousness. And it's coming from the 50 pastors that are feeding this in his ear that you don't know about that he meets with almost every week. They won't tell you that. And that's why Donald Trump, Devon and Violet and my, and my wife were with there when Donald Trump looked at the pastors and said, they coming for y'all. Now, if he hate the church, why is he warning us that they coming for us? And he said, right now, it's only God and me standing in the way. And when I am removed, he said, I'm telling you, he told us the first time, band together, church, because they coming for you. And if y'all just stick together, they can't break you. They coming for us. You know, I mean, my crazy self, I've been waiting for it for a long time anyway. But so I'm letting you know. And it lets you know, when you have strange things like this happening, that's, be, that's you know why it's so strange? Because there are other beings involved in that. You know why it's so strange? Because those other beings know that the decisions that God has been able to make through that individual have shut down darkness. And they are losing their power. So we must counteract by getting on the backs of those that are wicked to destroy those that are righteous or conservative. I'm sorry. There's something wrong with you when you think it's okay to kill a child. And like in the words of our illustrious crazy president, when he said, he said, New York just established a law where now you can kill the child in nine months. And I quote what he said. He said, that's not murder, that's an assassination. And you got a president that stands for life. And the church, is, it lets you know why the church can't do nothing. Because it's obvious they're caught up in what they see and hear. And the Bible said, don't pay attention to what you can see. You know what I'm saying? You want them to judge us for our character, but you want to judge. <laughs> and I don't care what the Bible says, quit talking arrogantly. Because with God, actions are weighed. That's why you never hear them talk about his decisions. Some of y'all saw the debate, and then we're going to pray for him. Where they, just the lies are unreal. Y'all remember when we were having this uh, issue with immigration, and it was a big thing on the news about Donald Trump was an evil man putting the kids in cages? Some of y'all saw the debate. You notice Biden didn't answer the question, even though Trump asked him that about seven times. He said, Biden, who made the cages? Biden, who made the cages? He said, that was a lie. I didn't do that. He said, that was y'all. On top of the fact that the photo was taken from when Obama was in office. So on top of the fact that that wasn't my decision, the photo was taken when y'all were in office, who made the cages? Wouldn't answer. 
So, again, at this point, it doesn't matter who does or does not vote. It's an African man. Then I'm going to let you, you young man, you can stand longer than me. Okay. There was a, I was watching Sid Roth. I'm not saying 100% this is going to happen. There's a man, this what happened when you chew gum in the pulpit. There was a man, then we're going to, there was a man on Sid Roth, African man. He had just come out of fasting and prayer. He said, uh, and generally, Sid Roth lets people on his show that are legit. I just wish he would be quiet and let the people talk. <laughs> and y'all watch Sid Roth. I'm sitting there like, you asked them to be interviewed. Would you please be quiet? Him and Benny Hinn. Stop right there. No, 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 you stop. I'm <sighs> we ain't got no revelation because you're running. But he let this man talk. And the man said, we just came out of fasting and prayer. And he said, the Lord just said that there's coming a November, surprise, a November surprise. And he said, the Lord told him, he said, the, the Lord told him, he said, there are going to be a large amount of African-American men specifically that vote for the president because they recognize that he's the first one that kept his word with the black community. And the Lord told him something else. He said, there's going to be a large number of white liberals who are going to switch sides at the ballot office. Because they did not know that when they signed up for this, that they would create a monster that they themselves are afraid of. So everybody say, in the words of uh, Gollum in the Lords of the Ring, when Frodo went into the spiderweb cave, he said, what is this? He said, you'll see. <laughs> make sure you come talk to me, brother, so I can make sure you come back. Man, your pastor is crazy. I don't know what the Lord is going to do. And I can't tell you what it's going to do. What I will tell you is two things. The Lord is going to honor the stand that you took. Because there are not much men or women that can, number one, deal with that and then operate in forgiveness when it caused them to lose something for a moment that they were passionate about, okay? And so the Bible says if two of us shall agree in regards to anything, it will be done. On top of the fact, do y'all realize what type of reward was stacked up for him in heaven? Okay? So y'all stretch your hands toward him, just begin to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, O Lord God, for your son that is a righteous man who in the face of opposition and in the face of lies, and in the face of perversion, and in the face of attack, stood up and truly operated like the Son of God, humility and compassion. We know, Father God, that what he seemingly lost is not lost at all. And we pray, O oh Lord God, that right now that you would give him tremendous favor, you would give him tremendous finances, you would open up doors, O oh Lord God, in front of him to be able to walk through. We pray, O oh Lord God, that what the enemy meant for, for error and for bad, we thank you that you will turn it to his good. Thank you, O oh Lord God, that because he took a stand for you, that you will now take a stand for him. Nothing is lost. Whatever comes will give him joy. Whatever comes will give him purpose. Reveal yourself to him on a higher level, for we know that you are pleased with him and the decisions that he has made. Thank you, O oh Lord God. It is obvious that he is a great influencer. And we thank you that the enemy will be held at bay. Thank you, Father God, for doing these things. Bless him. Prosper him. 
Help him, O Lord God, to finish his schooling in grand and glorious fashion, for he is already on that track. Give him all of the resources and favor and wisdom that he needs in order to operate ten times wiser than the other people that he is around. When he goes back into basketball, we pray that there will be an anointing of skill upon him. An anointing of skill so that those that let him go will regret it forever. Thank you, O Lord God, for doing this. Thank you, O Lord God, for doing these things quickly. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Let's give him a hand. You're welcome. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I think I gave you a word personally after you told me your story. But I was sitting over there because I had to make sure I had the right person when I was talking to um, Linnea. The Lord wanted you to know, in the Bible, I think it was Elijah, y'all, that the kids was picking that, calling them bald head. And he spoke. And I think they got attacked by the dogs. And the Lord wanted you to know that what you did, the stance that you took, was equivalent to when Elijah spoke that those children be eight because of what they were saying. So the children represented those gays that was attacking you for your stance. And by you not retaliating, the Lord said the same thing that was spoken by the prophet, it will chase, I saw hellhounds chasing them. But he said, there's nothing nobody can do about it. Because the one stand that you took, he sent the hellhounds after every last one of them. So you will hear about it. You will hear about it. God said, hold your head up. Hold your head up. And move forward. You have not missed nothing. It seems like you're not out there on the court. But you're on the court spiritually. And because you're on the court spiritually, God is going to speed up and put you on the team that's going to respect you. Respect your gifting. Respect, and I see you being captain. I see you being captain. And the team will win championships because the men that's going to be behind you are going to respect you. So though they spit in your face, God is raising up those who are going to look for you for answers. And God has put the answer in you because they think it's about a ball. They think it's about a team. But God going to use you to save other team members but other teams. That's why they came at you like they did. The hell house has already been sent for you, my brother. Amen. Everybody say, God does not play. Hey, that little squeaky clean dude on TV is not the Jesus you think he is. Okay. So, but that's, and so you, again, you're, we shared a lot of things today. And thank you for staying much later than we normally stay. But you needed to hear this stuff. And, because we're in a war. And when you hear these different testimonies, it's, it's wisdom so that you can get your pride together. And it's wisdom so you can say, you know what? I'm going to take a stand and y'all might attack me and I might lose for a moment. But God, what I lost is what y'all going to lose. And then he's going to give me what I was supposed to have and your stuff too. There's a level of evil in here that monsters are now being born. 
And the uh, Bible talks about a group of people that were reserved in the last days. These are special evil people. And they were reserved for us to fight against and destroy. So, how many on the Lord's side? Make sure you stay that way. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for everything that we have heard and experienced on today. We thank you, O Lord God, for the next chapter in Ariana's life. That you will lead her, you will teach her, you will guide her. We pray, O Lord God, that the demonic deception over her mind and her pride will be broken. And that you will, O Lord God, do what you always do. Try to do the best to use an individual. We pray that you would keep her mind right, that she will not lose it or commit suicide. Pray, Lord, that you would send favor across her path and the right people to minister unto us. Thank you, O Lord God, for the great testimony of Linnea's uncle that he is in heaven with you, being told why he is there. We thank you, O Lord God, for the testimony of this young man that is encouraging and challenging for us to be better people in the face of the evil that we are surrounded with. Thank you, O Lord God, for allowing us to be this way and to keep on learning. We bless and honor you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Just a couple of announcements before I let you go. I'm sorry, I don't want to forget. You can put up.